This week on the Street Photography Magazine podcast, we're joined by London event photographer Dan Jin, who's going to talk about the art of photoblogging. Well, welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. This is uh, your host, Bob Patterson. I'm the publisher of Street Photography Magazine, and joining me is Ashley Huntsberger, the editor. How are you today, Ashley? Doing good. That's good. Yeah, we've got an early start today, and we have a special guest. As I said before, Dan Jin from uh, London is joining us. He's an event photographer in London, and he's an avid street photographer. So welcome, Dan. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. It's just uh, it's nice we could work our schedule out <laughs> with our five-hour time difference. Yeah, it's not so early for me, to be honest with That's you. That's good. So I'm wide awake. That's good. And we're cutting into the middle of your day when you could be out on the streets in bad light. It's noon. What the heck? You're almost <laughs> noon, right? In bad light getting rained on. This is London. Oh, London, yeah. So, uh... That's right. <laughs> and that's good light. So anyway, this week we're going to talk about, uh, among other things, the art of photoblogging. Uh, Dan is a prolific blogger. We'll, we'll talk about, about that as we move along. But he, he has a uh, he has a website, which is a blog on Squarespace. And we'll give you the, uh, well, it's called uh, danjinphoto.com. So it's really nice that he was able to snag that domain. And uh, Ashley, obviously, she's an editor and a prolific writer. She writes 99% of our blog posts. Um, and we talk a lot about, you know, how important it is to tell your story and to write about your photography. And so it's real nice to have Dan on here because he lives that and is probably, you know, just a, a perfect example of how someone can write very interesting stories about their own work and about their own journey in photography. So uh, before we get started, though, Dan, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm London-based. I'm not originally. I don't know if you guys can tell from my accent, but I'm I'm not from London. I'm from the uh, the north of England, uh, a city called... Do you guys, have you ever heard of Leeds? Yep. Yeah. Leeds? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm from Leeds. I've been... God, I've been shooting photos now. I would say kind of loosely four or five years but seriously probably two three years um kind of really taking the craft seriously and it becoming you know rather than a hobby but a, a way of life I'm sure you guys can relate to to that feeling where it just it's, it's with you all the time um street photography is where it's at for me um that's certainly passion wise that's that's what i live and breathe in terms of the, the field itself um i do enjoy photo uh, event photography i you know i, I really do enjoy it I, it's uh it's a good way to kind of get out there make a, a a bit of money as well along the way um but yeah certainly street photography is 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 what i like doing and that's kind of where i spend most of my free time just roaming around bothering people putting my camera in their face trying not to uh Try not to upset anyone. Yeah, how did you get into it? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I got into it without really realizing I was into it. If that makes sense, I, I didn't really. When I first picked up a camera, my instinct was never to kind of go take portraits of people or do landscapes. I just I just enjoyed walking around my local 
town centre kind of trying to find things that were of some kind of appeal to the eye um, and just doing that. And I didn't really know that that was street photography. You know, I'd, I'd never even thought of it as a concept. And then, of course, you know, the, the more you learn and the, the more you speak with, with other people um, and, you know, learn about other photographers, you, you kind of realise, oh, I, I guess I'm a street photographer then. I guess that's <laughs> that's that's kind of my, my passion. And then since then, I've just it's just gone and gone and gone and grown and grown and grown. And, you know, it's, uh, I guess, yeah, accidentally fell into it or was doing it without realizing I was doing it. Yeah. A lot of people we talk to that happens with them. And I think that's part of the beauty and why there's so many really talented street photographers out there. I think most people seem to stumble upon it kind of organically. It's just something mm-hmm. they do before they realize what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. And I think if, 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 if you're kind of a, an inquisitive person if you're if you like to explore and you particularly like people and like they are the, you know the authentic kind of behaviors that human life can bring and you're also a photographer then street photography is probably going to be where you kind of veer to because it's uh it, it, it's kind of all that into one mm-hmm. rather than your staged set up you know portrait stand here smile drop your hands there you know that kind of stuff doesn't really excite me and i think it's the same for for other street photographers as well yeah me either um, you know, when you do, uh, when you're doing portraits, I mean, when, when you do the events, I, I see you're actually shooting portraits as well. Do you pose people at all or you just let them be themselves and, and take it from there? Uh, definitely want them to be themselves. I can't, I really, I, I, I mean, I, I see why there's a need for people to pose and for it to be to a certain extent staged and set up. But for me, it's just if if I'm taking a picture of something, I, I need to, I need to believe in what I'm shooting. Um, and I can't do that if it's just stand there and, and try and look pretty. You know, I, I like the rawness of the moment and the action uh, and the environment. Um, so yeah, I try not to pose them, um, unless there's a demand from a client to do that. But, uh, if you see from the stuff that's on my site, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, rarely posting things on there that's that's been posed and staged yeah it looks like you do a lot of music events too do you feel like that's a better kind of event to be able to just work freely without posing people do your clients seem happier with the street style in a music event versus say i don't know documentary style wedding photography or something like that yeah i mean i music i've kind of gone i love i mean everyone loves music to a certain extent but certainly growing up music was quite a passion of mine so i think that's one reason why i'm attracted to that kind of event photography and yeah it it is it's it's more raw it's more you know music generates emotion uh it generates uh you know uh, a a strong and uh, vibrant atmosphere and i think for from a photography point of view you can you can document that and it's funny you say about weddings um someone actually contacted me the 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 other week um not from seeing my event photography but from seeing my street photography Hmm. and they were like we would like that style for our wedding Mm. um so i think i think you know we there's still a demand obviously for that that setup but i think in the current era of society if you will i think people are kind of wanting that more authentic candid 
kind of storytelling from their events and i think people will you know want that from their weddings as well um and hopefully from my perspective not from everyone's but hopefully we'll kind of veer away from the 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 staged kind of setup um you know kind of material that we see have you usually yeah it makes sense it's branching out into a lot of different things now too i have a friend who's recently been doing documentary style birth sessions i mean i think it's really going to turn into something big over the next few years so so what is that is that taking photos of well while while someone's giving birth yeah she actually goes she tends from the work i've seen of hers um it's mostly people who do home births so that Mm -hmm. gives it a little more of an intimate Mm -hmm. feel but pretty interesting and beautiful work Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's something you certainly can't pose. I mean, you can't tell the midwife, okay, move over there to the left a little bit. Now turn your chin up. All right, that's it. Got it. Got it. If you're you walking in five, four, three, and let the baby out. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's interesting. Have you, have you ever been on one of those shoots, Ashley? No, I have oh. not. I think I might be a little afraid to be. <laughs> Uh yeah, oh man, my uh, both of my kids were were delivered by C-section. I was there. I don't want to re-see that again. Woo! <laughs> You're saying you didn't take any documentary style photos? No, <laughs> no, didn't didn't think of it at the time. That was before digital. So, Dan, so did you, Dan? Have have you taken on that wedding assignment? And if so, have you shot it yet? Um, we we're still in the middle of negotiating. Um, there's there's always that side of it. Um, but I certainly want to, um, and I feel they want to. You know, if we can, it's I mean, just a, a small technicality. It's 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 the other end of the country, so that's kind of something that yeah. we're kind of sorting the. Mm-hmm. There's all that practical side to it when 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 you when you're sorting something out. But from a from an artistic point of view, do you know if if I I want to do it. Um, you know, it's 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 refreshing that they've contacted me on the back of my street work rather than my event work. So that 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 excites me more immediately. Um, so yeah, hopefully it'll, it'll it'll all work out. But we just need to you know sort out a few finer details, and then then we can go from there. I was at um, several years ago. I attended a in a Canon Explorer of Light speech. You know, all the, all the manufacturers have spokespeople and this guy was a former journalist he became a high-end wedding photographer in california shot everything from a photojournalistic perspective and he would he would turn people away he would say you have to get what i do and Mm -hmm. if you like what i do then i'm for you but if you want me to do something else i'm not your guy Mm -hmm. and the last time i shot a wedding I, I like to do things from more of a street perspective too, more um, unposed. But of course, we had all these posed shots. You know, here's all the aunts and uncles, or here's all these people, yeah. and that was like soul crushing, having to do that and and try to hurt <laughs> all these people. It's like hurting cats. Uh, <laughs> I mean, would you draw the line and say, "I'll do it, but I'm not going to do this stuff." Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I'd take the the same approach that you, you you have to be on board with 
with what I do and it has to be right for you. You know, the wedding's a big day. You'd like to think that they only ever are going to have to do it once in their life, but obviously that's not always the, no, the case, but, uh, but, but yeah, so, so, so we both have to be on the same page and, and to be honest with you, Bob, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the worst people person in the world, but if I had to deal with a lot of aunties and uncles <laughs> and lining them up and kids running around and needing them to stay still, I just, I, it's just not in my kind of, it's not within me to have a level of patience that's required for that. I'd be. Let's just so. say they wouldn't be smiling in the pictures. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I think my kind of frustration at them just not getting it together would kind of go on to them and they'd feel my vibe. I'd, so yeah, it just, it, 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 it wouldn't work out. So that's why I kind of, that's why I've always stayed away from weddings. But if, if someone is a hundred percent on board with, with my artistic style and the, the scenario is right, then, then why not? You know, yeah. why, why not do it? Yeah, and another hard thing with weddings is today, everybody's a photographer. Probably half the guests mm-hmm. have a better camera than you. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, they get in the photographer's way. You know, you're trying to get your shot, whatever it is, and then, you know, Uncle mm-hmm. Joe that just bought his new, you know, Canon 5D Mark III is getting in mm-hmm. the way. Um, and people's flashes going off and messing up your light. It, I hear it's really tough. <laughs> and I, I hate that that's a thing. I hate that. I mean, look, it's, it's great that more people today have access to cameras i think i think that's never a bad thing but it's just that that kind of and i get it i I understand what why people who don't really know the craft would think this but that that attitude of you know uncle jim's got a great camera so he'll make great photos um that kind of reasoning frustrates me because it's because it because it's not true um you know uncle jim's not bothered to learn about you know composition or lighting or or anything like that and then but people seem to want to settle for uncle jim rather than you know someone who's put hours in learning how to to use that great camera or even use not a great uh, as good a camera but still make better photos but yeah it's just a, a frustration of mine really i think a lot of That's photographers true. feel like that it's an art and like you say you've put in the hours learning i wonder if you have also done some learning to do your blog because I feel the same way. Like there's a lot of amazing photographers out there, but not a lot of them are amazing writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they have a great story to tell, but sometimes the writing part gets just really tough for photographers. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? Like, how do you, well, I love your blog because it's so full of words. I'll just say that. <laughs> Thank you. Spoken from a, you have a word lot of, person. You know. A lot of words. I mean, um, it, but it's really, you really tell your story well, and you offer some great advice mm-hmm. as well. So how have you been able to do that? Do you have a I background think, in writing? No, I mean, that's, that's, I guess I'm a bit Uncle Jim in that sense, but not as, not as, uh, <laughs> not as, you know. I think look, I um I've always been good with words, um mostly verbally rather than in written form. And I just I just learned and self taught. Um I used to have terrible grammar and then I met someone like an ex girlfriend of mine and she 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 spoke she was Italian but she spoke better English than me. because uh, she she learnt it, you know, to to the to right right to the 
to the bone and she she taught me a lot of things in terms of you know technique and things like that and she she was a great writer so so yeah I probably picked some things up from her um but in terms of the message and kind of the 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 voice if you will um I just really try and be conversational and write it as if I was saying it so I just lend from my ability to speak well um and just put it put it onto to, to paper yeah, that's excellent advice. I think people often feel much more comfortable speaking than writing. So just knowing that you can write down what you say or, you know, voice type if you want, and mm-hmm. then go back through and edit it. That's a great way to get good content out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's not easy. I, 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 you know, I, I find writing difficult, to be honest with you. But yeah, yeah. Um, but I just push myself to do it. I, I feel there's a need for it. Um, I feel it, it's important to to give, you know, people who are following you or supporting you in, in any capacity to give them an insight to your voice. Um, and I do that through through writing. So so that's why I do it. And that's what pushes me to do it. And I, I do enjoy it, but I, I, I do find it hard. Uh, the process is difficult. Mm-hmm. But it makes your website way more valuable mm-hmm. yeah um, there's a lot of websites out there that are just images which is great some of them are stunning images mm-hmm. um, but I feel like without a little bit of written content it's hard to know who the photographer is mm-hmm. where they're coming from and your blog is just great it lets you get to know you it you offer things you've learned to others mm-hmm. makes it really valuable uh, what, what about do you enjoy the process of, of writing Ashley is it is it something that comes naturally? I think so. I never realized it before. I moved to South America and was looking for online work and just stumbled across writing um, and found out that I have, I guess, a natural ability for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say after working for a few years in the writing field, if someone's not a natural born writer, they can still write and maybe get the help of an editor. It could be you know, like you mentioned, a friend or someone who's close to you who's good at writing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good solution if, if writing's tough for you. Do you have a, another person look over your work before you post it or no, do you just no. go over it yourself? Yeah, I just I just go over it myself. And um, I mean, it's useful to have a second pair of eyes, but but um, no, not, no, I just I just go over it myself and uh, try and trust that everything's OK and uh put it out there and you know generally it's 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 positive feedback in all honesty but um but yeah it's it's just me myself and I that's good though I I mean I feel like there's a lot of repeat subjects when you look at street photography blogs but I feel like you have some really unique material here too Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I I try and I try and speak very personally um and honestly uh, and I, w- one thing that that I, I always try and do is, I w- whilst I'm giving tips and and, and advice, I, I I like it to be in a way that doesn't suggest that I know better, but it's just it, it, it it's things that work for me. It's it's things that I've learned through the process of struggle. You know, I'm I'm not just mm-hmm. a master uh, who who just knows everything and can do everything, you know, there's still things 
tips and advice that I still use to make me a better photographer. So I try and not come across as uh, some kind of messiah who's here to tell the world of street photography what they should be doing, but rather uh, make it a, a group thing like this is my struggle. This is things that work well for me, what don't work well for me. And then try and generate a conversation on the back of that where people can respond and say, well, why don't you try doing this? Or why don't you try doing that? So I, I'm open to to creating a dialogue where I can learn from from other people. And the, the articles I write are just uh, kind of a, a Kickstarter to, to generating that dialogue, really. Yeah. You're... How do people get in contact with you if they uh, read an article and want to comment on it? Yeah, well, I disable comments on the articles just just in case there's any kind of nastiness or anything like that. So, uh, but but in terms of getting in touch with me, um, multiple ways really. They'll either hit me up on uh, Facebook or they'll they'll contact me directly. There's like a contact form on my site, and um, and it, it it's quite a it's it's strange really because when 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 you write something and then you know person x from the other side of the world comes in and emails you and says how it's really inspired them and and i'm not saying that to kind of blow smoke up my ass i'm just i'm just saying it's such a can i say ass is that all right is sure that... <laughs> <laughs> um, now that now that you called I, it out no no i'm kidding that's fine uh, <laughs> but no I'm, I'm not doing it for, for, for that purpose I, but but yeah just when when you feel that people are reading it and and and, and getting it it, it just it, it doesn't give me a sense of elevation but but rather of community if you know what mm -hmm. i mean and th that's Absolutely. why i like writing because I, I like i like it to bring people together yeah you're on a journey it's, it's sort of it's a journey yeah. blog and you're you're learning as you go and you share it with people and i think regular people relate to that more than reading somebody who says i'm the expert do this because <laughs> i said so you know, mm -hmm. you talk about the things you learn and the good, the good and the bad. Uh, we had a guest on uh, last year, Ed Walker, happens to be from London, but he lives in New York. And he took a, a course at, uh, I forget what school in New York, and his professor said part of the course was to write. And you had to write about your photography. And he, just like you, started blogging. And mm -hmm. he's got a wonderful great resource and just very interesting same thing same type of thing what's that guy's name again ed, ed walker oh, i'll give you his uh, domain it's edwalkerphotography.com i'll check him out yeah and i like that your work is it seems to be very well researched too for example in your latest post about when you feel stagnation in your street photography mm -hmm. um how you you mentioned that if you constantly see the same scene, your eye stops seeing new things and mm -hmm. that how your brain generates patterns of thought. So you just get stuck in that pattern and can lose your motivation. Mm -hmm. Such a good point. And it's like, you went deep there, but without overwhelming everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will bet that you get a lot of traffic from that post. Um, it's something mm -hmm. all of us struggle with. You know, it's a pain we have. It's a problem we have. We don't want. You know, you really do a good job of meeting the reader where they are with with their problem, and and those I think posts like that I think uh, could you know go viral for lack of a better term. I mean, the the, 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 the I mean that, that particular post. I mean the, the where that came from was, and I I don't know if you guys have I, I, with street photography, I probably ask myself more often than not, 
why am I, and I know this sounds weird, but why am I doing this? Because it is, it is so frustrating at times because you can go out and you can, you can just, I don't want to use the word failure, but you know, it's, it can become the same. It can become repetitive, but then when you get those, and these are of course, in terms of images, those little nuggets of gold and it just gives you that. And that's why you do it. But, but you know, we would say like, if you went and did an event or, or a portrait shoot, the, the brief is there, you deliver it and there's no real reason to go wrong, but you can spend endless amount of hours going out on the streets for literally nothing in return because well that's what I find I don't don't know if you guys find the same thing but you know just when you hit that kind of rut and you hit that that brick wall and you 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 stop seeing the interesting uh things that are happening around you or you're taking the same images that you've been taking for the past x amount of weeks or months and then and then you just get that one image that just makes that all go away really but that that's what the whole point of that article was it was it was just me saying that god street photography frustrates the hell out of me but <laughs> but when i when i do things to 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 keep it fresh and keep it you know going then that's when i'm reminded like how much it's a bit like a marriage you know it's it's just <laughs> and i've never been married so maybe okay you could happen. stop right there then no <laughs> no keep going keep going no but no it's just just you know the this it, it can be frustrating but but it's just in the good times that they're just so good that it just that's why you keep doing it and and it's about keeping it fresh it's about keeping it alive and finding ways to do that and you know, just that, that one piece of uh, advice that had kind of worked for me of, of just going to somewhere completely new that you don't usually go to um, just gave gave me a, a new buzz of life and made me feel excited about having my camera. Yeah, I, I think that's great advice. And I also like how you mentioned maybe getting a group together or just one other person, a friend, mm-hmm. and getting their perspective because everyone's seeing a different thing, even though we're all in the same place sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, really good advice. And it's true. Sometimes street photography gets monotonous. Sometimes, you know, I can go on our street photography group on Flickr and feel like, man, how in the world is everyone taking the same photo when they're from all over? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's nice to find ways to keep your perspective fresh and still see what's interesting and beautiful in your day-to-day life, which I think is what really street photography is all about. Yeah. yeah you really hook. I, mean, what, what, oh. Oh, I was going to say, what, what, what do you guys do to kind of keep yourselves motivated? We read other people's blogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you, you we, look, we look for advice online. Yeah. We look for advice <laughs> online and, and, and we do exactly what they say. Um, no, that's a good, that's a good question. You really hooked me in that, in that post when you said something to the effect as you come home with your card and your photos look just like the ones you made the last time you were out. And that's, I, I was thinking, that's exactly how I feel many, many times. But uh, like you, I like to go to new places, but Somehow I want to. Yeah. You know, I I, I want to go out and find really cool things two miles from my house. Mm-hmm. And I haven't figured that one out yet. Um, 
Uh, by the way, I, I got um, I got a newsletter from another publisher, uh, Oliver Duong. He publishes the Inspired Eye, and he he sends like a email, simple email mail newsletter every week. And he had a really good point that I'm going to start using. And he said, do something photographic every day, um, mm-hmm. even if it's not going out and shooting. Maybe editing some photos, looking at other people's work. But he said, just every day set aside some time and do something photographic and that will mm-hmm. help your work in many different ways. I thought that's a good point. It's like, you know, working out, mm-hmm. you know, exercising. Yeah. But I thought that was a good in my tip. Case, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. In my case, I've, you know, my husband and I, we've lived all over the past couple of years, um, mostly in South America, but different countries. So in South America, I feel like everything I see is wonderful and amazing and new and different. And so now we're back in the States and I struggle with that sometimes feeling like this is so boring. It's where I grew up. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, but I lately I've been thinking that the real key for me is people, even in South America, some of my best images I feel like have been of people that I had a chance to speak with. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe their image wasn't posed. You know, I, try to also catch people unaware but I think maybe that's going to be the key for me here in the states is remembering that this is about the people and maybe chatting with them getting to know them a little bit um and then capturing them in their natural habitat quote unquote um Mm -hmm. because I think it's really about people and I feel like I I enjoy the images I've taken much more when I know the person I've taken them of yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's not a that's not a blanket rule, but <laughs> but a lot of the time. Mm. I think I think there's I I know I've kind of been anti-portraits, but street portraits I think is a is a different different kind of ball game altogether. I think I've I, I've done street portraits where where they are actually kind of you know stand there and look at the camera and pose, if you will. But I, th- I think that's different because. In, in street, if if you go to a stranger in the street and say, "Can I take your photo?" I think that's a completely different thing than people being in in an environment, say a wedding, where they kind of anticipate their photo is going to be taken. But if you stop someone in their day to day and for whatever reason, you know, maybe they're they're interesting, maybe you find them attractive, whatever kind of you know makes you think that would make a good picture. I don't know, but, but to stop them in their tracks and to be like, "Can I take your picture?" And you have a little bit of dialogue with them beforehand. I think that can make really, really good kind of photography. And um, those kind of portraits, um, I'm more inclined to to do. Because um, yeah, I, like like I say, Ashley, if if you have a bit of a chat and uh, with them beforehand, it's it's there's something kind of more personal about sure, it. Sure, it makes them drop their guard a little bit. And you probably don't mm-hmm. want to keep the first one. You know, when they're posing with that grin. Get a yeah. couple, and then when they relax a little bit, take a few more. Mm-hmm. Before we go, let's talk a little bit about Dan's work. He's got uh, he's got a big blog here. There's a lot of you know, a lot of writing and a lot of great photographs, and so I want to talk about at least a couple of his photos, and we'll publish some in the article as well. Uh, his latest post, which is dated June twenty eighth, twenty seventeen, this is the article I'm talking about. One photo, it's I call it the red wall. I, I, do you even title your photos? Um, sometimes, yeah. usually if if I'm submitting them somewhere, but it, it, not really. Okay, I just 
when I saved them, I just saved them in a folder for the month and I just put A, B, C, D. Um, That's cool. It's just, otherwise I'll forget them. I'd forget the name. I've, I've got a terrible memory in that, <laughs> that sense, to be honest with you. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> well, anyway, it's a guy standing gets or sitting on a, I don't know, something along a wall. It's a red wall. I just, mm-hmm. I just love the color. I mean, the color of the red just jumps out on me. It's so rich. I, I don't know if you just happen to capture it that way that time of day or you do some have some secret sauce in your post-processing to do that. Um, I mean, I, I took that one in, in Milan. Um, so it was it was a lovely day. Um, Ita- nice Italian weather. Uh, Fuji cameras, their reproduction of colors anyway is... Even before post-production, I, I just I think they're the best cameras for kind of reproducing colors in the way that, that they do. Um, I try not to go too hard on the editing. Um, I try and keep it as close to the reality as, as possible. Um, but yeah, obviously I'll add a bit of uh, vibrancy and saturation and you know, maybe pump the contrast and clarity up a bit. But no, I think it was just lovely lighting and... Uh, just, just, just uh, the, the the camera, the the Fuji camera was able to to just reproduce those colors just beautifully, really. Yeah. Which Fuji are you using? It seems like you. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Which Fuji are you using? Hold that thought, Ashley. Uh, the, okay. The XT10. Oh, really? Yeah. It's. I mean, it's so small. Those are neat. I mean, I, yeah. I used to run around with like a. <laughs> a Nikon D600 full frame with like a 24 to 70 on it. And, you know, they often run the risk of getting punched in the face when you're pointing it in strangers. So I needed something, (laughs) one, I could carry around with me on a daily basis. And two was kind of a little bit more discreet. So yeah, the Fuji X-T10 is, uh, I love that camera. I think, I think I'm in love with the camera. Which is uh, that might be weird. I may need to get investigated, but you know, <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's true. I love the camera. Yeah, you have to connect with the device. I think uh, I, I have the XT one, yeah. and I went. Um, I help teach at our local photography club a couple times a year when they have new people take a course, and I, I'm the Fuji guy, and I had a lady who had the XT10, and I had never seen one before, and I go, wow, this is really nice. It's small. Mm-hmm. I could put my lenses on it. I might have to get one. But so, Ashley, you were saying something there. I, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I was just going to ask what what would you say in just a few words, Dan? It seems like you really lean towards color versus black and white. So, why? What's the argument for color for you? Um, I'm just. I think I'm naturally drawn to color. Uh, I I don't. I don't think I do any black and white pictures. Um, I used to. But, uh, but now, yeah, I just, I, I take photos um, in a way that I like, in, in, in terms of what I like photos to be. So if I'm looking at another photographer's work, I'm going to be more drawn to photos that have got color and vibrancy. And then I just project that into to my own work. And, I, I you know, I, I don't know what the science in my mind is behind that, but I've just always been drawn to it. It's what, to me, makes a picture attractive or one of the it's the main ele- element for me that makes an image attractive um yeah and it, it's just kind of i've i've picked that up and kind of ran with it really well it's working for you <laughs> yeah absolutely the uh, another photo in that series and it's one you took through a chain through a chain mm-hmm. and 
personally, I would. I like to know what went through somebody's mind when they when they did when they took their photo. If I would have been there, I wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have noticed the chain and would have taken the picture of the river with the two people, and it would have been boring. And, and but just shooting those guys through the chain and focusing on them and leaving the chain out of focus with going at a slight angle there. I don't know. It just makes it so interesting. I mean, did you take a hundred shots of that scene and then finally say, let me try one through this chain? Or is that what caught your eye immediately? Um, I, well, I, I, did, I didn't take, take that many frames when I was down on the, uh, on the riverbank. I think one thing that I am is, is an overthinker just in life in generally, really. Um, and I kind of carry that as a positive into photography so I'm I'm just constantly looking around me thinking what could make the image better um so I look at different elements in kind of their isolation and see how I could bring them together and I do this kind of rather quickly because I've just you know got into a process and then yeah I kind of I knew straight away that the 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 background so do you guys are you familiar with the shard it's quite a famous building here to be fair I think it's like the biggest building in in London so so that's quite iconic so I knew I wanted a shot with that in. I was looking at the people who were there and then, but I just wanted a different perspective. And then I just saw the chain and then my brain just went, let's see if we can get them, you know, through one of the, I don't even know what you call single parts of a chain. I'm not really. Uh, link. Link. There you go. Have a look through one of the links and yeah. And then it all kind of fell together. So yeah, I try, I try and take the shot in my head before I take it in real life. And the people thought you were just taking a picture of the chain. <laughs> yeah, probably. They had no... Or they didn't even notice you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just thought, "Who's that strange guy on the, <laughs> you know, the riverbank just taking pictures of chains?" Like, I'm like, uh, 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 <laughs> "You're the subject." Yeah, I'm. But, I'm uh... an engineer, and I do stress analysis on chains. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not look like an engineer when I'm out and about with my camera, but. Uh... <laughs> No pocket protectors for you. <laughs> that makes me want to go shooting with you, Bob, to see like how many strange like <laughs> reasons for taking a shot you can come up with. Because that was really yeah. good. <laughs> it's a it's a talent. It's a gift. It's a curse. I don't know. What can I say? Well, Share the gift with Bob. Yeah. So what's your what's your favorite photo you've ever taken? Do you have one? Uh ooh. Well, I have a couple for different reasons. Um, there's there's one that I took, which was kind of of a, a a person's feet. Um, it's on the print section it, where you can buy prints on my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's a plug right there, but you can see it there. And it was like the first photograph that I ever got exhibited. Um, it, it went up in a gallery in London. So so from a personal aspect, that that image means a lot to me because it was kind of the first image that people where that made me think you know people are buying into what I'm trying to do um is that the tube shoes yeah tube shoes yeah there you go uh see I I don't even remember the name I told you I didn't remember the name (laughs) I see you said image then maybe I'd (laughs) yeah tube shoes you know that was the first time I kind of got validated that that people are it was in a street photography kind of uh, exhibition as well. So, it, so yeah, I, I would say that's my favorite one on a personal level. Um, on a kind of, uh, in terms of 
the content, there's one on my website, which is of two um, elderly people. Um, <laughs> and they were having an argument. Uh, this was in Germany. And they were having an argument. And I kind of framed them between kind of two cars and behind a purple wall. Um, in front of a purple wall, sorry. Uh-huh. And I just I, the feeling I get from, from that image, because I, I just remember them kind of bickering like an old married couple would and it was all in German so I, I didn't know what they were saying to each other but you know from the tone I could tell that you know he was getting told off and trying to apologize um, yeah. and yeah I just I love that image so that's probably my favorite one in terms of uh, you know aesthetics and then tube shoes is favorite favorite one in terms of personal kind of background on it so do you just is that on an escalator in the tube or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... it's just, uh, and I was just kind of shooting from the hip as well, you know, I was just kind of aiming it and I, I you know, and, and just trying to to frame it as, as best I could. And then, you know, I think that image came more alive post-editing, um, you know, I, I, think, I think that's what really brought it, brought it to fruition, the, 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 the completed image. But um, yeah, it was on, on the escalators. Um, and that day, I was a guy taking pictures of someone's feet. So I've, you know, <laughs> a foot fetish guy. Man, why are you taking that picture? Well, uh, I'm in treatment for my foot fetish, and I have to ease out of it. See, Bob, you have all of these really good explanations. <laughs> no one can judge me for my desires. It's uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't want to investigate any further yeah, after that. Okay. Bye. No. All right. Hey, I, I've got one more question for you, Dan, real quick before we run. Uh, just, just in terms of your tools, uh, you know, my, my business is developing websites and use WordPress all the time. Oftentimes, that's not the best tool for somebody, a, an individual who wants to have their own website. You know, because we encourage people a lot just to start a website, a blog, post your stuff, and I, I recommend Squarespace a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Why, why did you choose that as your, as your platform? Um, I think, you know, in terms of website design and all that kind of how complex that is, that's just, I have very little knowledge in that Squarespace for someone like me who had the content, but not necessarily the knowledge of how to put that all together. I think Squarespace is just so easy to use. Um, you know, you, you can put up, put together a website that, you know, has a legitimate professional feel to it without doing too much work in the background. If you like coding and things like that, I have no idea. So it completely eliminates all of that and needing to either learn it or pay someone to do it. You can just, you can just do it so simply. And I think the, the themes that they have, um, are lovely really I, I i used wordpress originally um and then i just learned about squarespace and i've you know i've not looked back since really it's just effortless yeah that's uh, i agree it, you want to eliminate the friction and just do it yeah and not yeah. have to screw around with it i mean I, I do it for a living but um so uh, yeah i recommend it to many people i recommend it to a lot of people come to me and want me to build them a website i look at it and i say Get a Squarespace account. Choose yeah. this theme, and you're on your way. Uh, good. So, uh, all right, you said you've been shown in a gallery, 
published. So any anything you want to share with us before we go, some place where people can go check out your work, but beyond your own website, anything else you have going on around the London area, anywhere up home in Leeds, tell us. I think I think one thing I definitely want to plug is my Instagram, mm-hmm. um, which is Danjin Photo. I'm 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 really I'm, I'm I don't want to use the word I th- yeah I think I'm becoming addicted to Instagram wow. um, and and growing a community on there and I think that's that's the best place because you can do kind of Instagram stories. Um, that's the best place people can really um, connect with. Um, with me and and what I do. Um, if you also go on blankwallgallery.com, uh, my image, and I think it was uh, the same image that you guys shared on your Instagram, um, the uh, aged purple, the old lady with yeah. uh, in the wheelchair. Uh, that was selected as the front cover of one of their books. Um, oh boy, which nice. people can go buy. So yeah, I was uh, that's blankwallgallery.com they they very kindly featured my image on the front of their their book so which was a uh, it was called moments of color so again it's kind of color themed so yeah that's uh that's something that's happened to me recently which i'm really excited about yeah it's quite an honor quite an honor anything coming up um i'm trying to think have i got anything street photography wise no not really it's just it's i mean you might really at the moment i'm just really focusing on the blog um and growing that uh, even further um we definitely look forward to seeing more from you career. sorry we definitely look forward to seeing more from you there yeah yeah i mean you know that's that's something that um i i, can, I think that's as, as as well as going out and shooting that the blog is 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 my main focus i think i think you know whilst there's obviously use in getting kind of other um organizations so like doing this with you guys and things like that i i think really the, the main drive for me is is creating my own kind of um path and you know um portal for people to to get involved in um and doing it more from a personal standpoint so that that's that's certainly going to be be my drive um over the, the coming months and and even beyond that as well oh that's wonderful well, thank you, Dan. Ashley, thank you, too. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Glad to be here. And thank you so much for joining us, Dan. 